the Ortho PAC hosted by Sam Dyer. Welcome to the Ortho PAC where we discuss up-to-date orthopedic topics for the busy clinician. I invite you to sit back and relax as I attempt to fill in the gaps between education, current events, and real-world practice. Listeners, today I want to welcome Kristen Burton. Kristen is a PA who works in pulmonary critical care, mainly hospital-based, and Kristen, you can update me if I'm saying this wrong. I do know one thing that's for sure. You have a passion helping PAs with personal financial issues, and we're very excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it, and um, I'm excited to talk to you guys. Kristen, let's let's talk a little bit about some specifics. And I'm just, I, I wrote a paragraph on this to talk about, but I, I want to get your thoughts on it. You talk about, and, and by the way, I signed up for your free stuff and read some of it, and a zero budget. Could you talk about how important it is to make yourself a budget and talk about things like debt to income ratio and those kinds of topics so people can understand how important a budget is and, and why it's so important for your daily finances as well as your retirement plan? A zero-based budget sounds fancy. It's really not. All it means is that you have created a plan for every single dollar of income that you're going to bring in in any given month. Now, I personally think the process of using that should really start in your graduate program because ultimately you're living off of student loans or savings or something. And then once you have the full job and you, the full income, it's you know just as important, if not more. And so that's all it is, is you go through prospectively before the month starts and say, okay, you know, if this is my income after taxes and everything's taken out, then where am I going to spend every single dollar and how much is going to be saved and how much is going to go towards an extra student loan payment and what's going to be invested. Now, it's not as though it's some rigid thing where, you know, August 1st hits and you've done the prospective budget July 31st and it will not change. Um, you know, I've been budgeting monthly for years and years and years, and it changes all the time. Throughout the month, I go, oh, well, I'm spending more here, so I'm going to decrease an allocation in another category to increase in this one, and and that's okay. It's not that it's some sort of fixed system where, you know, 50 lashings if you if you mess it up, but it is a way for you to have a plan on paper so that not only do you know where your monthly cash flow is going, but also it is almost impossible for you to hit any major financial goal without then being able to backtrack and go, if I want that to be true, then what has to be true this month so that that's true in 12 months, right? And so having those numbers on paper is really the only way that you can realistically achieve any financial goal at all. So well said. I think budgets are so important, and you're right. Uh, you have to be flexible. Life happens. Family happens. The air conditioner breaks when it's 120 degrees. The car breaks. I mean, stuff happens. So yeah. it's followed a, a bit of advice to have six months worth of savings set aside in case anything comes up, you know, so you've got some extra cash just in case. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think three to six months minimum. If you are someone in particular who, you know, you're like a single income household with maybe multiple dependents, or you feel like maybe your income source isn't really secure, you probably should lean towards that six month mark. And then of course, like, you know, if you're in someone that's in a season where you're moving into retirement, you probably should have 12 months. So it's definitely not cut and dry for everyone, but really nobody should be going less than three months um, in terms of emergency cash reserves. And I'll tell you, 
nine out of 10 healthcare professionals I talk to are going with less than three months in cash reserve. So that can be a first initial goal if you're trying to really stabilize yourself to make sure that that's in place. Right. If you're already in debt up to your eyeballs with student debt, do you really need a new house at this point or can you wait a little while? Do you really need that two months in Europe vacation? You know, it's just kind of what you want, where you want to be. And I'm on Kristen's side. I think saving and saving for retirement is so important. I wanted to talk to you some about financial stuff and investing. However, let me full disclosure again, this is not a financial podcast. I'm not a financial guru. I know my own stuff and Kristen knows her stuff. We're not giving you financial advice. We're just giving you guidelines, if that's a, a good way to say that. I just, yeah. I, I don't want anybody to take what we're saying and run with it and then say, oh my God, I, I took what you said. And I lost money in the stock market. That being said, let's talk about the future. So I'm, you know, working my way out of debt. I got a good plan. What do you think about investing? I know that's saying, you know, what do you think about the color blue, but what, what do you think about investing? What are your thoughts on investing and risk assessment and those types of things? Honestly, I think it is the only way for 99% of healthcare professionals to retire. Every once in a while, maybe you're in the military, you have some other source of a pension plan that's reasonable and is a large portion of income replacement. But for the rest of us, there's really no mathematical way that you can save enough money to sustain a retirement. So you really have to be investing. Now, by investing, I don't mean like buying and selling individual stocks or day trading or timing the market. It can be as simple as buying an S&P 500 index fund and a Roth IRA. But without investing, you almost ensure that you're going to be dependent upon Social Security um, in the, you know, the season that we live in where the burden of supporting your retirement has really shifted from the employer in the form of a pension to the employee in the form of all of these retirement plans that we have access to. And so if this is something that you're not starting because you don't know how, or you're just intimidated by the process, taking the time to learn this, I always say this, and sometimes I get a little pushback, but I think it's true. Taking the time to learn this will ultimately earn you more money over your lifetime than you'll ever earn in medicine which sounds kind of crazy, but the earlier you start this process, this should be something where your portfolio growth should really outpace your earnings. And, you know, when that happens, you'll be, you know, around, around financial independence or somewhere kind of in that mathematical mark. And, you know, this is something that, again, it's a skill set, it's a knowledge base, but any person that's been able to complete an advanced healthcare professional program of any kind should be able to learn and would be really prudent to do so. Absolutely. And it's more fun, way more fun when you work because you want to, not because you have to. Mm -hmm. I can say that from personal experience and it really does make a difference. Also having that little nest egg, like you were talking about in three, six months, whatever, it gives you peace of mind. You can sleep at night. You don't think about everything. You think about, you know, well, I'm okay. I'm doing fine. Hi, listeners. This is Sam Dyer, and I'm interrupting today's interview to remind you our annual meeting this year is called Ortho and Indy. It's from August 21st through August 25th. The venue is the JW Marriott, and we currently have a room block for PAOS attendees. And then if you'll look at the brochure on PAOS.org website, you'll see all the quality content that we have. Not only do we have world-class speakers, we have workshops, optional mini sessions, food, social events. There's just tons of things going on. We hope to see you there.
Along the lines of what you just said, what do you think about financial advisors? You know, there are a lot of people out there that are willing to tell you how you should spend your money, how you should invest it. And I think I'm on your side. I think self-education is very important to understand it. So if you are getting a, an advisor, at least be prepared and, and not just go in and say, you know, I don't know what's going on. What do you think about that? Do you use professional help? I think financial advisors can be incredibly valuable, of course. And like any service, there's a fee for the service. And so I think one thing, you know, going in and understanding the fee structure is incredibly important to begin with. So the industry standard is really to charge what's called an assets under management or an AUM fee. And most often it's around 1%, although I've talked to healthcare professionals paying as high as 2%. And so what that essentially represents is a, a portfolio drag. And of course, over your investing lifetime, you know, your returns will be reduced accordingly. Once you've really invested your way to a complex portfolio, you know, maybe four, five, six hundred thousand dollars. You're in a season where you're nearing retirement and you really need to make strategies surrounding how you're going to access these funds and do social security. I do think in that season, it might be prudent to go ahead and, and pay those fees and make sure that you're measuring twice, cutting once kind of thing. The issue I find is a lot of healthcare professionals sign up for something like that out of the gate. And maybe most of their investing through their 401k and maybe a little bit through their Roth IRA. And so by you doing that, you're reducing your returns early, probably not getting what you think you're getting. And your investments are so simple at that point that it's probably not worth it. I also think that regardless of whether or not you use a financial advisor, you do need to understand what's going on. Because many times I've talked to people who, for example, actually is a personal friend who's a healthcare professional as well, he had used an advisor through a large company that's nationwide. And then ultimately, as he learned more, found out that he was invested in funds with fees over 1%, was also being charged a 5% backload fee when he decided to sell anything, and was paying a 1% assets under management fee. And so his fees were just annihilating his returns. And he really just didn't understand. If he did understand before, he could have gone in and said, hey, I'd like to be a more fee-conscious investor. You know, what else can we look at? But because he didn't have the knowledge to bring to the table, he couldn't have that kind of conversation. The other thing is a lot of times, and this is not all financial advisors, there's a segment of them that really push whole life policies on new grads, which are very expensive and a very unnecessary way for a new graduate to get life insurance. And so in that area, I do think you have to go in with eyes wide open, understanding what these products are and what they're not so that you can make really informed decisions. But that's not to say that, you know, at no season of your life, should you have a financial advisor? Because I also don't think that that's true. Perfect. It's your money and how are you going to spend it? Are you going to just work like crazy and trust it to somebody else for everything? I mean, would you trust your car to somebody else to drive forever? I don't know. You, you really, I agree with Kristen, you, you really need to know your money. You need to know what you have and you need to Try to be active in managing it. Even if you're not a financial person, it can be done. Trust me, it can be done. Listeners, please visit Kristen at her website, strivecoaching.com. Is that right, Kristen? It's www.strivewithkristen.com. Kristen, I want to thank you for your time today, taking a few minutes to come on the Ortho PAC. For people that have questions, please visit the website. You'll get some good information out of it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time, and um, I'm glad we were able to connect today.